0: Up next on Inside Champ Car and Inside the SCCA, cars, cameras, and a new heart. For those of you who are used to listening to either of these podcasts, you're probably wondering what in the world I am talking about. I'm Brian Bolansky. Guy above me up there, that's Bill Strong. For those of you who usually watch Inside the SCCA, you'll learn who he is. Uh, for those of you who are normally here for Inside Champ Car, welcome. Bill, an interesting way we're going to do things today. Yep. Uh, we do two, I do two podcasts. I come here every Tuesday with you. and do Inside Champ Car. Yep. And then on Wednesday nights, I I go and, and do what I call the podcast that started it all Inside yep. the SCCA uh tonight we're coming together and joining forces for the common good (laughs)
1: Yep. and for the record i was an scca member from 1984 until i think 89 90 when i went overseas in the air force and came back and was a member for a little bit before i came over to champ so
0: yep so i've always said and and that, that racing is just a big big family and no matter whether it's it's car people in SCCA or Champ Car or NHRA or NASCAR or IndyCar or IMSA, um, when the racing community, when one of our, our people needs our help or needs our support, um, we all come together. And uh, this is kind of why we're doing this today. Um, our guest is James Candelaria. Uh, James, uh, we're going to get to the, the first question we always ask in just a second, but uh, James has had. Uh, A heck of a a heck of a couple of months. Um, He's had an adventure. He has had quite the adventure. And uh, the whole racing community has come together to support him through his adventure. And uh, that's why we're doing this together as a racing family kind of podcast. So, So, James, let's get to you right now and start with the question that we ask every guest the first time they're on either of our shows. And that is, how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we all love?
2: Wow, that's a good question. I uh, actually been uh, kind of reminiscing over that for the past month or so. I got a basically did an H P D event with a friend of mine who said, you know, hey, listen, I drive race cars. I drive cars on racetracks. and you know, I'm like, oh, you race? He's like, no, but you know, it's super fun. So I got an H P D, got an instructor in my C5 Corvette at the time, and um, you know, I was unbelievably fun. I was awful. I was really bad at it. (laughs) <laughs> um and um you know I uh, but it it instantly hooked me and I knew this is where I'm going to spend all my time and money for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> and you can do that. You can spend all of your time and all of your money for the rest of your life in motorsports.
2: Totally. Um, and uh you know, so from there we went ahead and, and uh I have a huge uh, competitive instinct so we decided to after you know a year or two of HPDE with some, in some really fast cars which I don't really advise my C seven zero six was like the first car I really learned HPDE on, and um, it was not a good choice. But beyond that, I decided to go to racing school down at Sebring um, and formula cars. And yes, my back still hurts. Hmm. But, uh, so, so, and then from oh, go there ahead. we just from there we just kind of kept kept the perpetual motion and money burning machine going.
0: Yeah. So, so for for those in the Seca. I think they know you as a road racer. Mm-hmm. For those at Inside Champ Car, in the Champ Car world, I think they know you as a camera guy right now because I think that's what you've done more in their world. Well, um, oh, he
1: has raced with us.
0: But most recently, right? Yes, you've most been,
1: recently, though, it's the, the Sentinel
0: right, right. camera system. So um, let's let's talk about racing first. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about your Champ Car Exploits. I know you, you've done that in the past. Uh, what what is your what is your racing background with 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 the Champ Car series?
2: So a handful of events. Um, I think we did. Uh, what did we do? We did Road Atlanta um, with Round Three Racing, Brad and Buzz McCall in their um, in their uh, Porsche Boxsters that they campaigned for I think just a year. Yeah. But I was well, I was actually the first. Um, well, I think I might have been the first round three racing um, driver on track with Champ Car. Mm-hmm. Uh, we broke three transmissions in one weekend at Road Atlanta. Um, that was less than fun. Um, and then we did we did a handful of other events. And um, when that program moved on to WRL, that's kind of where I followed them too. And I did a lot of a lot of racing with them in WRL. Right. Um, but uh, right. they
1: had Park that TV. They had, they had that TV show too, didn't they?
2: Yeah, that was fun. Um, I missed most of the filming because I had a, a nasty accident at Summit Point at a uh, at a majors and um, basically pushed my femur through my pelvis and had uh, uh, four fractures in my pelvis. Ouch. So I was kind of out of out of commission for a lot of the season.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound comfortable.
2: No, no. it was inoperable, um, which was I'm told is uh, is worse than an operable fracture because you can't put it back together real easy. It just has to heal on its own.
0: Right, right.
2: No fun, but you know, brake failure at 153 miles an hour will do that to you.
1: Yeah, Oh that's where. Uh, where'd you Where'd you crash there? That must have been on the front straight. Uh, yeah, front
2: street. straight went right to the pedal. Went went to into the pedal. It was just no one home. Decided to try to turn the car, and then uh, unfortunately, an A sedan driver who I happen to know pretty well um, was the recipient of a Corvette at um, almost Ooh. terminal velocity. Ooh. So he he was a, he had a small injury. I had a pretty good-sized injury. Thankfully, he all healed up, and uh, we p- both put our cars back together
1: and lived to fight another day. So SCCA car? Yes. Yeah, so SCCA, Champ Car, were pretty much the same when it comes to safety and that. So what could you have could you have done anything different in the car to, to change the outcome, or I totally, is that just one of those things, like you said, terminal velocity?
2: I mean, I, I think the one thing I could have done was pay more attention on the outlap when the brakes didn't feel right. Um, you know, I kept pumping them. Like I thought I had pad knockback. Um, but it wasn't pad knockback. It was me losing fluid out of the, uh, one of the bleeders. Um, that's good that, to know. Yeah. I mean, if you ever think you've got a problem with your brakes, just pit. Right. I mean, it's just, it's not worth it.
0: Especially if you have a car that can do 150 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know,
2: my 21 car is serious business. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we did, a, we've done a lot with that car and, um, unfortunately, uh, now, the safety equipment mostly did its job. The problem was I hit the Mustang's rear axle, solid rear axle, and it actually folded my frame rail into my containment seat. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's so just below the cage.
0: Wow. So you, what your impact was at the perfect place. Yeah. The imperfectly <laughs> perfect place to result yeah. in that injury.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, listen, I mean, it's you can only protect so much, right? You can only add so many bars. Um, what we did do is, um, you know, Joe Aquilante over at Phoenix, who maintains my cars for me, um, we did make a big change to the roll cage. Now we have down bars that actually tie directly to the frame rail. Huh. So in this case, now the frame and the um, cage are actually physically connected. Um, so, and he's been, he moved that uh, modification into all the new cages he builds. Got it. Cool. Got it. That's good.
0: I, I love it when, I mean, it's unfortunate that you got hurt, but that we learn stuff from stuff. You yeah. know, when bad stuff happens, we learn stuff to hopefully make sure that that same bad stuff doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. They
1: say the rule book's written in blood. And
2: yep.
0: unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's something that we've done over the years is that when we have a, any accident, really, we try to go get pictures of the cage and to see, make sure all the safety stuff worked and, if it did fail, why did it fail? You know, right. we Contact the manufacturers and or the resellers and say, "Hey, you know that we saw this. How can we fix that?" Yeah. And uh, or how can our members fix it? Because right. ultimately, it comes down to them.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's smart. I mean, we got to learn from our mistakes. I mean, nobody wants to see racers get hurt. So. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah and especially it's... with champ. I mean, with Champ Car, it's like we. You know, this is a weekend thing. Most of the guys that race with us all. I mean, even with the SACA, they yep. they have day jobs on Monday. They got to get back to. Yeah. and it's hard to get back to your day job on Monday when you're in a cast, right? Totally. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and we say, you know, we learn from mistakes, but it, you know, even yeah. in, it's not even a mistake. We just you didn't think that could do what that did. You right. know. So, um and that's a good way to to make sure that we keep moving forward in, in the safety and the different parts of the thing. So, transferring over to to the SECA world. Um I know this year you I can't you came in second at the runoffs, right? uh
2: almost almost um, second
0: <laughs> he just rubs as, that as, in
2: doesn't he as i like to say it was the miss shift heard around the world right? oh yeah i yeah. remember now lap number one looking at mark bowden in my mirror and uh the three four shift i zing the limiter and then it doesn't want to go into gear yeah and i have a choice i have a choice to make at that point vir is extremely hard to pass um so i mean if i would have if i would have covered him off on the entry to 14 I, I probably would have a much better chance of uh, holding on a second, but it was lap one, um, you know, in the, in the biggest race of the year, I'm not risking, I'm not risking the entire race by, uh, by covering off um, uh, a, a potential pass, which was ended up, he did end up making uh, on lap one. It, that seems, it seemed like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. So finished third. I mean, I had the fast, I had a faster lap time than Mark did, but, but at, at that point, it was just he had the faster he had the faster initial pace. And, um, you know, if I didn't miss that shift, who knows?
0: Yeah. So nobody gets to the runoffs and, and gets up front qualifying and is able to vie for a podium position in one full swoop. So what was your SCCA journey to get to this past year? Um, how long? How long? What did you start in? I know you're a Corvette guy. Have you always been doing Corvettes?
2: Yeah, so I've been shooting um, the Corvette gun quite a bit. So I uh, started with the C5s. Um, we built some really nasty, mean C5s until we got to the limit of what we, what we could done, what we could do with the C5 platform. C5 platform with the LS6 LS just can't make enough torque to come off the corner the way that the LS7 does. So we switched into a C6 with the LS7 drivetrain. Um, and makes you know roughly the same amount of horsepower, but makes more torque everywhere. Um, so I've been doing at this for five years. Uh, me and Brad McCall actually met at Sonoma, where we ran door to door, like you couldn't put a sheet of paper between the two of us. His Porsche and my C5, and we had a, we got all the airtime because we were the best battle on on the racetrack. Um, so if you want to go back and watch Sonoma, that was really fun. I, it, I think I finished seventh. He finished eighth. Um, and then um, a couple of years later, we end up at uh, Road America, where we got our first podium finish. Um, Andrew broke. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark, and Tom finished ahead of me in E ninety twos, and I ended up third at the at Road America in twenty twenty. Um, took twenty twenty one off. Um, twenty two, I think I didn't go. Uh, that was the year of my accident. And then, obviously, 23, we qualified second, um, you know, by a hair's breadth, and, of course, missed that shift and finished third.
0: Right. So have so, you uh, – what
1: have what you goes through your, What oh, goes go through your mind when you miss the shift? <laughs> oh, man, I'm this just is beating a, myself is, up in my helmet. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, an agnostic limit, right? question. So not it pertains to Champ Car and it pertains to SCCA because we've had finishes come down to, you know, literally an inch and a half, two inches, something like that for a finish, which could have been a misshift at lap one, seven hours ago.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing about endurance racing is everything counts, right? You miss a pit stop by like a second or two that, that could be the margin of victory, um, you know, in a eight hour race. It always amazes me how tight these races are. I've done so much endurance racing in WRL and a handful of races with you guys at the champ car. And it, it always amazes me after eight hours that the top teams are same lap, you know, a couple seconds away from each other. It's 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 really kind of cool to watch.
0: You know, in, in oh. Champ, Champ Car, it's all about the team. You know, uh, everybody has to come together. Everybody has to. All the drivers got to do their job. Um, you know, when there's problems, you have to work through, through adversity. Uh, you Have you always worked with Phoenix?
2: For inside the SCCA for sure, um, Phoenix has maintained all of my cars. C five, C sixes. The only thing I've ever run up in Corvettes with those guys. Right. So, um, is
1: there a and, reason why you chose a Corvette?
2: It was my dream car when I was a kid. Like it was yeah. just like, hey, if I work hard and you know, save my pennies, I can get one of these. Yeah. And so I've had a number of Corvette streetcars, and I've had way more Corvette race cars than I've had street cars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. It's,
1: uh, Cool cars because they're, they're good cars, they also protect you in tornadoes. <laughs>
0: oh, that, that's, a different, that's a
1: different story from a few or a bunch of episodes ago. You can find it somewhere, yeah. I'll have to look that one up. yeah. The C6, I think it was.
0: Yeah, now now it's a C6 with some creative uh paint job on it. So it's lightning marks, <laughs> lightning yeah. marks. Yeah, oh goodness, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. So let's uh, let's go back. I'm gonna guess what about two months ago now um i get this um i see a facebook post and um you you popped up and and mentioned that you were having some some issues and um that uh you had you were going to see the best doctors you could find and and um um let's let's go back to that tell us tell us a little bit about that story where where, when Where did that start? Because we see you at the racetrack. You are as fit as anybody I've ever seen put on a driver's suit. Um, and when I think of people going through what you've gone through, you you are not the, you are not the picture of what is in my mind for that. So talk to me about what happened.
2: Yeah. So unfortunately I've been battling some, um, heart failure issues for almost 20 years, you Uh know, got cleared by docs to go racing. Um, because I've been very well compensated. Like I climbed the Leaning Tower of Pisa last year on my own. We go swimming in the ocean. We do a lot of real, and obviously I race cars. Done a really lot of strenuous stuff. And it's never been an issue until I managed to get COVID for the first time, November 19th uh, this, of, of 2023. Hmm. And it just threw my entire body for a loop. My um, So my heart decided... It was gonna go into ventricular tachycardia constantly. We arrested four times in one day. Wow. Um, we had to be shocked back into rhythm. I had an internal defibrillator, which shocked me back three times, and then they had to do external paddles one time. Um, and so that was no fun. Uh, they did a, um, you know, that Boca Regional Hospital in down in Florida, they stabilized me, but they ran out of tools very quickly. It's a community hospital. They don't do transplants. They don't do ventricular assist devices, so it became clear that I needed uh, more specialized care. So we moved, had me transferred to Jacksonville uh, Mayo Clinic, where they've done last year they did twenty eighty two hearts wow. transplants. I mean, so these guys know what they're doing. It's an assembly That's line wild. process. Yeah, um, and um, we had a lot of it was a lot, very touch and go until I actually got the heart. Um, and now I'm you know I'm this heart is. Three times better measurably by uh, by testing than the heart that uh, came out. So, uh, you know, it's a very healthy heart. It's just a matter of now getting back into fighting shape. Right. I'm just really weak muscle atrophy from sitting in an ICU bed for over a month with not being able to walk or really move. So um, I've lost over 25 pounds of fat and muscle, um, but I'm alive. So that's all that matters
3: right now.
0: So those of us who are your friends on Facebook, your your wife kept us up to speed on what was going on. Uh, we saw the pictures from the hospital room, and and you know there was lots of messages of support. Uh, Eric, Call, and I talked, and and Bill talked about it on um, on a podcast we did uh, a couple six weeks ago, um, and uh, we've all kept a real close eye on all of that. But the, one of the things that really caught my ear. Caught my eye you wrote something after the after the heart transplant when you were starting to get your strength back that um, you had talked to your doctors and they were putting you on a special rehab plan because you were going to go racing again and oh, yeah. and t- how is so my dad back when when I was 15 or 16 had a heart condition a heart moment uh, they called it a mini, a mini heart attack, and uh, my dad had raced back in the 60s. He had this little heart moment. I'm 15 years old. The doctor says you got to go get a hobby. He gets cleared to go have a hobby. He walks into the doctor's office with an SECA medical form and says, "Here, sign this." And the doctor yeah. says, "I think I was thinking more like stamp collecting, but yeah. you're, you're healthy enough to go racing. If this is the hobby you want, and you think this will relax you, I will sign this off." So. But that's not a heart transplant that's just you know a tiny heart thing (laughs) when you when you looked at your doctors in the eye and said docs i want to go racing again what did they tell you what was the what what did they look at you and say back well they were
2: a little like thrown for a loop and then (laughs) it realized like how serious about the hobby i was and you know my wife is great she decorated my room with things that were important to me and a lot of it was pictures of me at the racetrack with my daughter Pictures of me on standing on podiums and um, you know with the uh, with the super tour flags from some of the races I've won and um, so she uh, you know, she really put it out there like hey this is what he does and he wants to get back to this yeah. so I talked to my docs and I'm like listen this is super important to me what do I have to do to get there and you know the docs are like listen after six months you basically are a very you're a very normal compensated. Uh, man of your age, um, and if you want to go racing, that's fine. But we just need to make sure you're you're fit enough to do it. So what they told me was they're going to have um, you know they're going to want to put me in an HPDE, uh, an instrument to me mm-hmm. um, to make sure that I don't have like anything weird going on behind the wheel. Um, and so I joked with them. I'm like, all right, well you know the guy sitting next to me is not going to be want in not going to want to be in
1: that car for more than two laps. I promise you. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna give you the new guy. You know, yeah. hey, hey, go with this guy. He doesn't look experienced enough. Yeah, yeah.
3: So,
2: yeah. Uh, but no. They, in seriousness, um, they do a lot of at Mayo Clinic. They um, they've got this uh, this specialized rehab program they use for space medicine. Mm. Um, so astronaut uh, training and whatnot and rehab, and um, so they're gonna fire me over to those guys, and then they're going to put together a program to uh, make sure that I can handle the environmental issues being in a race car you know we all know race cars are hot you i tend to lose five six pounds of water in a weekend just sweating through my driver's suit and i do run a cool box and a cool and a cool shirt but you know that only goes so far especially in florida
0: yeah and i'm sure there's going to be a a ramp up process you're not going to go from you know you're cleared to try this out to i'm going to race at road atlanta Right. You said HPD first, um, and then I'm guessing you'll have a little event here, a little event there, and get yourself back up to where you can go through a full weekend.
2: Hey, don't worry. I'll be back at the
3: Super Tour,
1: Brian. Uh,
0: I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried. The people who are worried are the other people in your class. So,
1: <laughs> so they're just going to monitor you up, heart monitors the whole bit, blood tests? Yeah, that's, my, like that's that.
2: my guess. They're going to put a heart monitor, probably uh, some type of portable blood pressure cuff that they're going to want to run. I'm not quite sure exactly what they want,
1: but uh, whatever they want to do to make sure I'm, I'm cleared, I'm more than willing to participate. Yeah. Well, there might not be enough room in that car for an HBD instructor. It just may be <laughs> sensors mounted to the you know, you know big computers and stuff, Matt, because they're big computers, right?
0: Well, in, in today's world, <laughs> you know, they what? probably just put a couple of sensors yeah. on you and put an iPhone in your watch. pocket. It's yeah. a watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: I, I got I picked up an Apple watch and uh, – just to make sure that my heart rates are uh, kind of where we Wait, expect
1: them. Is, is that, well, no, the, o, the the O2 thing doesn't work on those anymore.
2: Actually, yeah. they do um, because they had a stay of the injunction against them right uh, oh, until the end of January. Uh, so I was able to buy one. Um, so
1: That's a we'll really see. good system. And it sucks because I thought, because I'm a Samsung guy, so I thought my Samsung had all that stuff on it during COVID. And, of course, that got taken off, like, right before it. <laughs> And it's I'm like I know it was on here a week ago and it wasn't so but yeah that 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 technology is really really good. Yeah, unfortunately, so. violated some patents, and
2: uh, I'm, I hold a number of patents myself from a previous yeah, yeah. life, and yeah. um, so it's like I, I I kind of understand why you uh, people get bent out of shape when your
1: intellectual property oh, yeah. gets Bad, stepped yeah. on. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. there too. So what um so going off to the tech side of this now, you've developed. Uh, What made you develop the uh, camera system? So it was originally for
2: personal use, right? So I remember testing it at Road America um, because like literally I wanted to share my experience behind the wheel um, with everybody in the world uh, because I have so much fun doing it. I want to see, I want people to see what's happening in real time. And I've tried all the commercial solutions like GoPros
1: and Yees and all that other stuff. And, you know, they're, they're, they're lacking in a lot of ways. Remember these, Randy? Ch- Randy Chase's uh, Chase cams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those are getting a little old these days. Oh yeah, they're very old. So still, still have them. They still work. Yeah, now, if you have a little square TV, they're awesome. But and that's the thing. There's, yeah, you know the little little uh, non digital analog stuff. Yeah, but the, you know now moving over to 1080 and 4K, that's what everybody seems to want nowadays. And then sending it out to the web so their friends can see it.
2: Yeah, you know, if it didn't uh, didn't happen in real time, if it's not live, did it really happen? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so we really wanted to be different in that space because we wanted to be able to give you more than one camera angle. And I also wanted to give you timing and scoring. And I also wanted to give you car health. And I realized that if I didn't do it all, I would just be another (laughs) also ran yeah. In the, like, point solutions, like I used to be an IT consulting, and point solutions are just a pain in the neck, right? Because you need yeah. five of them to make a system that works. Um, and then you got to deal with intervendor communication, and it becomes a nightmare. So I wanted to put it all under one roof. Um, so I spent, gosh, it had to be like at least a year or maybe more of development time before we really launched it into the endurance racing market. And uh, we quickly found a product market fit in endurance racing because the car is at risk for, as a car owner, you've got your car at risk eight hours uh, you know, per race, and most likely two races a weekend. So you want to know what's going on. And as the next driver is going in the car, I want to know what the car is doing. So I'll find myself watching my uh, co-drivers to see what the behavioral characteristics are of the car. Are we running out of tire? You know, is, is, you know, is he taking all the, lust, uh, all the life out of the car? You know what what do i have to do when when i get in the race car what do i need to be aware of so um uh, you know so we really kind of buckled down and
1: got the big rocks moved and i'm really happy with where the system is today so yeah we we've actually used a lot of your your you know a lot of our drivers have the system in they throw it up to youtube and then we grab that for the inside or uh, for uh, champ car live yeah and we got to give we've you used our the team years. links did we give those to you what was that now
2: did we give you the raw srt side of it so you could pick it up without having to scrape youtube nope did not get that So okay so i'll yeah. hook you up with jake we have a uh, we have an api call that okay. uh, for the live broadcast team that can pick up the srt link directly for super low latency and better video quality holly will love that <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's yeah. a it's a real game changer i mean it's oh, yeah. like yeah it's
1: less than two seconds of latency and um the the video quality is much higher, right and that's kind of what we do we just run into our rtmp server and then we just pull it off for ourselves so yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah we can do rtmp but i like srt because i can adjust the bit rate on the fly right um so as uh, as network conditions change we back off the we back off the bit rate uh if we're going through a dead zone when we come out of the dead zone we crank it back up so like road atlanta exit turn five you know you, you start dropping packets so we'll snub it down to like 300 K bit. And then um, as we exit and kind of get down that uh, ridiculously long straight back there, halfway through the kink there, we can start raising that up to like five megabit because you can hear the cell tower again.
1: Right, yeah. Now, Daytona, you have a banking, it's a fun place, but that banking really kills a lot of the the cellular stuff, mainly because (laughs) the car's in a bank and just the antenna is not pointed up in the air. Daytona is interesting for a lot of reasons, and banking is definitely part a large part of it.
2: But it's also multipath distortion. Yeah, there's so much metal. Yeah, um, in the stands that uh, you uh, know, I'm not sure how much of an RF engineer you guys are, but uh, I yeah, know you some. get, you get a uh, you get a reflection of um, of data, um, yeah. and you have to the receiver has to discard the late data, or has to or has to decide is the late data pertinent um and it has to put it back together so it's is right. D- just evil um well, and we it's still it, have an external antenna that works way better than the little yeah. patch antennas yeah. um
1: and that's uh, strictly a matter of gain. yeah yeah and we, that's kind of what we did with the banking because we would lose our cameras in the banking which is the best spot to have a camera right you're going around
0: 80 miles an hour
1: yeah and well ours are, our guys are doing a what how fast are they going 98 miles an hour
0: <laughs> well only I mean, you and the opal we were lucky
1: <laughs> to even – we saw people going by us at 98 miles an hour. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's – the banking was just – the first year we did it was just the worst. We had great, straight, you know, but once I got in a bank, we lost it. But well, since we I, put the external antennas on it, huge difference,
0: and, huge difference. And it de- also depends on, on the car because we had uh, – we were at Homestead this weekend, and we had two cars with your systems in it, same driver, same team, different cars. And in one of the cars, every time they would come out of NASCAR four, we'd lose the camera. And and then the next race, he was in a different car with a, the system in it. And he would we, rock solid. No problems at all. Um, you yeah, had to be Chris, right? What's that? That was Chris, right? Yes, it was Chris. So, um, I don't know if that one car had the, the antenna and one car didn't, but um, whatever the case was, there's so many variables to all of this. And, and you know, I, I do the Cal Club races and Super Tour, and, and obviously Bill has all of the stuff for the Champ Car races. And, and it's our constant battle to keep to get oh. an in-car up and working. And, and, you're... and what worked last year yeah.
1: may not work Saturday,
0: That's but it's true. working
1: great on Sunday. That's true. You know, so, yeah, it's the worst. And it's that's, that's actually the worst part of the job, but but I I
2: thought about um, running a track based private cell network for a little bit, toting around towers and whatnot. And um, it's just the business case.
3: Isn't there there. There's just not enough customers. Yeah. So
1: there's actually a couple of systems coming out now, but the cost is just so outrageous. I mean, we have 20 cameras for our, you know, well, between 12 and 20 cameras for our shows that we can. use, And, um, you figure $2,500 per solution. And I really don't want to get involved with in that, but it's radio based and it, or Wi Fi six. And it's, it, it can travel. It can, it supposedly can work at Daytona. So if it works at Daytona, I'm told it should work at road America, which I still don't understand because, you know, road America is a problem. lot of trees. Yes. That's a lot of trees there, but we have no problem with cellular at any of the tracks we go to anymore. It's pretty much spot on with cellular and with Eric coming on. And now I don't, we run the professional level cellular SIM cards in our systems. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and I think I think Eric can actually get those cards as well. So, um, when we switched over to those hotspots and, and SIM cards, that changed us. That changed it so much better.
2: Yeah, it's network priority, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they QOS you based on how much you pay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just paid my <laughs> bill today, which I'm poor this today. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter. Yeah, it's a matter of if you don't if you don't pay for the upper tier, you are at what they call best effort, um, yeah. and they can drop your they can drop your packets yeah. for any reason. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, we, we. Yeah. Go ahead. I was so so James, tell us about the 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 nitty gritty of your system for folks at home yeah. who want to put this in your car, um, and for those of us who want to broadcast what people put in their cars, uh, tell us about your system, how it works, and then we can talk a little bit about what it costs.
2: Sure. So the system is um, base system comes with two cameras. You can expand it to three. I really like the three camera option simply because it gets you a driver uh, camera, a front camera, and a rear camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty attractive because, as a car owner, I like to see what the driver is doing in case there's an incident. Right. Um, and um, rear camera really tells you when there is an incident what really happened. Um, you know, did you get hit by from behind? What What did you do or what? precipitated the incident um so we get all that we also have an option for you to tie into your aim data system yep. so we could pick up throttle brake um all the car health stuff oil temp oil pressure water temp all that stuff
1: so we can you also... can plug it you can plug it into obd2 or is it no so
2: it has to be an aim system um today so like a solo dl oh, okay all right All right. uh or any one of the major uh, aim loggers um mm-hmm. so like the evo 4 or any other primary logger okay um then what else can we do with it so we have also timing and scoring right so i can pick up timing and scoring directly from race monitor as long as you provide your um, transponder number um we can pick up uh, um race hero but that's dependent on their api and that api will only let me abuse it so much so every 30 seconds or so we'll get an update from that api race monitor on the other hand since i pay more money uh will uh um, relies on web sockets
1: and will notify me when the transponder has new information right so that's all in real time and for future use i know that sec has moved to flagtronics uh, champ car has been using Flagtronics for a few years now and flagtronics we're moving to a timing and scoring system with that as well in the future hopefully the near future that's uh, james yeah, that's James Ballinger's company. Yep, and yep. one of the things that we're going to continue to do is still transmit to uh, Race Monitor, so um, that way this will not go out of date. It's still going to be able to uh, gather the information that you need for your overlays. Yeah, so James and I have talked a
2: bunch about integrations with uh, Flytronics mm-hmm. um, and for like local yellows and stuff that we don't get from Race Monitor. Um, they do have a CAN interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have, a, and that's the way we pull in our um, our data from AIM. Is we have a CAN board inside of our system, um, and uh, we just decode the uh, the CAN stream coming out of AIM because it's generalized, um, so we don't have to pick and choose which PIDs or anything like that. Um, so um, yeah, James and I have talked about uh, doing that. It's just a matter of getting finding finding the time and uh, time to debug it. Yeah. Um, so let's um, see. Me and him will follow up and uh, possibly have something to announce in you know a few months. Cool. That's very good. Yeah. What else do we do with the system? Um, Oh, we can also do local recording. Um, So your broadcast resolution tends to be 720p, a nice compromise. Uh, We do support SRT, um, which allows us to change the the bit rate on the fly. We also do RTMP, of course, if you want to go to uh, any RTMP endpoint. Um, we do have something called the Sentinel Video Network, which allows you to SRT to my cloud server, and then rebroadcast over RTMP into YouTube or Facebook or what have you, oh, as sweet. well as as well as get all the benefits of SRT for the broadcast team, as well
1: as um, automatic bitrate adjustment. So it's a pretty big product differentiator for us. So is it, is it fairly simple to use? I mean, do you need a broadcast engineer to help you set it up? <laughs> I mean, with IMSA, I've worked with IMSA a couple of times, and they have a guy that goes around and sets it up all for you, and then another guy that, you know, tunes it and tweaks it or whatever with his little screwdriver. Do you, do you need to have, have that kind of stuff done, or is this sort of set it up nah. and go play? In general, the, the average racer could figure it out. It's all web-based.
2: Uh, you know, you can literally stop and start the stream while the car is out on the, on the racetrack. Oh, You don't need to uh, stop and start the stream if you want to just flip camera angles and stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, our biggest weak point is the UI, uh, web UI programming is awful and not my forte. So um, we're having, um, I do have a contractor looking at overhauling the web UI, but in general, you can operate a television, you can operate uh, uh, our system pretty easily. Installation setup can be, you know, just a matter of plugging in two two cameras, a power twelve volt power source, um, and uh, putting a SIM card in
1: front of it, and uh, running antenna wire. That's about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the things I get a lot of questions. Hey, I want to run live stream because I want my family to see this, or you know, my drivers want to see this during the race. But you know, we have a lot of arrive and drive drivers at Runner Champ Car, WRL, and other series as well. Um, one of the things I tell them is that if you've got customers, you're going to want to record your stuff for them. You want to record the data and all that stuff so you can review it later. Sometimes live stream, you may get a cutout when you most need that data, and it may go away. We can't—you know, you may have the best cellular connection in the world, but you go under that tunnel, you might lose that—that that, you know—under that bridge, you may lose it for a second or two. Can you record at a higher high resolution with this camera?
2: Totally, yeah. So we have a you're bitrate independent. We actually have separate encoders um, for the on the, for the USB stick versus the uh, the broadcast stream, and they're uh, completely decoupled video and audio paths. Oh. So um, you know we have the ability for you to record, and all you need to do is stick a USB stick in the front of it. I don't like SD cards. I don't like uh, you know micro SD cards. Just is they're just a pain in the neck to use. So I- we recommend these little Samsung bar. Um, for like thirty bucks, you get a five hundred and twelve gig uh, stick, and uh, you know, forget about it. You're just you plug it in, and you're good to go. How long do those last? So it depends on your bit rate, right? So we recommend on um, recording at a ten megabit bit rate um, on the card, and that'll pretty That's much go pretty damn good. Yeah, you'll yeah you ten meg ten megabits at seven twenty p or ten megabits at ten eighty p is a really good quality Yeah. yeah.
3: Um,
2: and um, you know those will go multiple 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 race weekends without any reform
1: so the, the cool part about having a USB um, a thumb drive basically is what you're what you're talking about right yep so having a thumb drive is you get out of the car you could pull that thumb drive out go with you the new driver comes in sticks another thumb drive in that's his thumb drive so yep. you could be reviewing your driver's laps while the other guys are out there totally doing an endurance yeah. rate. Yeah, it's just a
2: matter of making sure you format it FAT32. Um, that's usually the biggest stumbling block. We have a button on our web UI to allow you to format it uh, while the system is up. Um, so, uh, you know, it's really not a big deal. We're based on a Linux kernel that doesn't have support
1: for EXFAT. Right. Um, so it's just making a big kernel change right now is like... So, so for, for all you guys that aren't computer nerds, the FAT32 is just old school formatting. Nothing right. Nothing new about it, Just and it works, no on, yeah, it
3: works
0: on yeah. Works on both Macintosh and and Windows, so that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's always that's always a good thing. So, all right. the the, the big question always comes next is what what, what does this all cost?
2: Uh, so our base kit's twenty seven hundred bucks. Um, we're reviewing our pricing right now. Unfortunately, we're not making. Um, we originally got into this business not to make money, but to not lose money. Um, and you know, with the way, obviously, we've all seen what inflation has done to everything. Um, you know, we're at this point where we're really not making money, so that price is subject to change. Right. Um, right. But uh, we're going to offer some new SKUs that are going to bundle more value in for not a lot of more money. Um, so I want to, I want to keep giving value to our customers. And you know, we should have seen this product two, two and a half years ago. Didn't have half the features it has sure. now. Right. Um, all i do is sit and write code uh, and that's still on,
1: even, even for the low budget racers i, I know there's guys out there that twenty seven hundred dollars it's a whole race entry but you throw some guys together everybody throws in a few bucks and you can have yourself a nice little system in your car and yeah, i mean
2: oh, it's in, in scca land that's maybe a set and a half of tires
0: yeah yeah exactly so yeah you know those big corvette tires anyway yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 315
1: 345 because
0: yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, those, uh, the Formula V tires a little less expensive. Um, yeah, the one,
1: the 165 13s for the Opal. They <laughs>
0: Do you they're ha- not
1: close to that's like two years with the tires. I
0: I know this doesn't pertain to the to the champ car folks, but do you have an open wheel uh solution for for the folks who who have the little teeny cars because we like to put in car cams on our broadcasts for those too.
2: Yeah, so if you looked at the, the runoffs, Kelton Jago mm-hmm. um, in FE2, um, before he got caught up in somebody else's mess, had yeah. a sentinel on um, And um, it, it fit, it, you know, you're not gonna get it in a Formula V, but in, you can get it in FE2. Um, we're looking at, we're always looking at form factor updates. Um, but there's just, it, it. there's a matter of, a minimum amount of, of, of real estate we need for cooling, um, as well as for, um, you know, just the amount of stuff we have in there. So we got our own custom can board, which I designed. We've got a system on chip by NVIDIA that that we use, which is kind of a a closed form factor. Um, And then we have everything's an extruded aluminum case um, that we directly have attached to a uh, thermal pad for uh, for
1: cooling. So it's a little tough to shrink it, um, but it's something we're always looking at. And people don't really realize how much heat some of these cameras develop or oh the God. systems just, themselves. It's just so much heat.
0: Electronics in general, if you watch Formula One and you see those guys come in after a, a you know, and pull into the garage and you see them attach like 74 fans to the cars and every duct that they have, um, yes, yeah, some of that's for brakes, some of that's to keep the engine coolant, you know, the water circulating, but a whole lot of that is to keep electronics cool.
3: Right.
1: Now, 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 there is something else. So, we get asked all the time, hey, Bill, what's what's the helmet camera I should buy? Well, first of all, helmet cameras aren't allowed um, in Champ Car. I don't know about others, but we, we don't allow the helmet cams because they can actually, if you get into an accident, they can actually go through the helmet. But yeah. um, uh, Racing Force has their camera that's uh, FIA, uh, allowed by the FIA. It's the one, the Formula One and IndyCar and Champ Car. Uh, is
0: that the Visor NASCAR Car uses?
1: No, it goes into the – It's actually sits inside the, the – uh, the camera itself sits inside the helmet. Okay. Just right in yeah. here or over here, one of the two. But um, Bell actually had the, the authorized helmet. I think others have it now. That's FIA certified, and it hooks up to the system. I called Racing Force to see if we could get a system or whatever and got kind of laughed at because it's massively expensive and just doesn't come with a camera. It comes with a truck. A uh, semi truck and lots of people and a huge contract that there's no way in hell a Champ Car could ever afford. Sure, to. come on. But yeah, But we tried. I looked, you know, uh, you know, I opened up that 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 checkbook and it said, nah, "Go away, Bill." Um, can you set something up? Let's say something like that to where you have just because you probably use like lipstick cameras for those. Actually,
2: so we build our own cameras in house based on a Sony IMX two one nine sensor. Um, and a um, and a custom breakout board, which takes a CSI signal and turns it into an H, using the HDMI mm-hmm. cable. Um, so they're not electrically compatible. So don't ever plug an HDMI camera into the front of a Sentinel, even though there is, there are HDMI connectors. We just, we abused
1: a Writing connector. Writing that down now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we abused a connector standard because there's high quality HDMI cables available on the market inexpensively. Um, so I didn't have to design my own cable, and, uh, and that saved us a ton of money.
0: Right, right. Uh,
2: but it's something we could possibly do in the future. Um, all we really need is drivers um, for another sensor and a form factor. What we did is we actually have our own anodized aluminum cases now for all of our cameras, um, and um, they're really nice, solid pieces. Um, they, they tend to uh, tend to outlast most collisions. Right. We've had um, we've had unfortunately had a number of people wreck cars with Sentinels in them, and um, they uh, pretty much the system survived. Yeah. My my BMW M4 GT4 met its untimely demise at a WRL event uh, a little over a year ago, and um, you know what what survived was the Sentinel, and <laughs> the rest of the car was a uh, was a
0: total write off. That sounds like so a commercial. Next? Yeah, it does <laughs> actually.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what's next for for uh, Central, for your company?
2: So, we um, at this point, um, I think we're we're largely feature complete. So, we're really getting on the um, expanding markets, right? So, Champ Car is a, a renewed area of focus for us. Um, we had, I think, we've gotten the market that we're going to get out of WRL. Um, you know, everyone who's got one, it's probably forty percent of the paddock at this point. Uh, everyone who wants one's got one. Um, and I think uh, Champ Car is uh, kind of our next target. And then we're looking at um, uh, civil opportunities, right? So police, fire, EMS, right. um, you know, for uh, you know, obvious reasons, you know, having a record of, um, you know, stops in real yep. time, dispatch can see what's going on. Uh, if we need to send out another fire truck when the, you know,
1: it's too busy to talk to the fire captain. You can kind of see what's going on oh, arkansas kind of... state police for the uh you know li- <laughs> li- live pd and their card chases yeah oh yeah i mean totally yeah. you have a lot of time now to recover just sit down and watch youtube and do a search for Arkansas's arkansas state, you know, state, state police, police. Yeah. yeah arkansas state police uh chases they're pretty incredible
3: I'll have yeah. to check
1: that out yeah they don't they they don't take any any crap man they will pit you in an instant <laughs> so yeah
2: uh, don't, don't run from those guys huh
1: no yeah. no they will chase you and they've got the big the big chrysler or dodges uh yeah the, the hell cats or whatever yeah yeah fun times
2: S- yeah so i think that's something. our next i think those are our next kind of markets
1: um i think champ car i
2: think champ car is really leaning in on um on live video i think people are starting to understand why they need it um i watched a lot of your broadcasts uh especially for sebring because a sebring is my favorite racetrack now well, close it is it is mine as well
1: it's such a great place if yeah. you
2: add up all the bumps i think it's got more elevation than any yep. other
1: racetrack in america yep we say that constantly that's the high the highest elevation change of any <laughs> track in the world because so, yeah. of the bumps and the fun part about sebring is, is as a car builder you you um or even a crew chief or whatever if you can prepare a car that lasts or, uh fourteen hours at Sebring, or even seven hours at Sebring. I suspect even even two hours at Sebring, you've done something good because that track will beat the yeah. heck out of a car. I mean every every bolt. We had guys coming into pit lane. Uh, we we New Year's Eve we held a, a eight plus seven at uh, um, Sebring, and we had guys coming in an hour and parts are falling off their cars. Yeah. You know, because there's bolts just start finding that, you know, it just shakes the heck out of a car, which is one of the reasons, I think, why um, a lot of the Le Mans cars, the IMSA cars, before they go to Le Mans, they, they race at Sebring to really test the cars out.
2: Well, IMSA did a do... famous study a few years ago and said that 60% of the wear on the IMSA season comes from the 12 hours of Sebring.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So-
2: I think it was it was based on an LMP two or an LMP three car, but I mean the
1: the 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 physics are the same for GT cars, right? Right. Yep. So, um, your your system took the G forces because there was a couple of them running there that weekend, and they took the uh, the G forces, the uh, pounding that Sebring gave it pretty well. So that's a good test of your system.
2: Yeah, we've we've the first generation stuff. I'll go ahead and admit, um. The stuff that was in the silver cases, uh, you know, was just not, just wasn't bolted together enough for to survive Sebring or uh, things like that. But the Gen Two stuff is really robust. We've made an extreme effort to uh, kind of put it together. Like we put them in NPO ones, which are ha- harmonically unbalanced cars hmm. that vibrate the snot out of everything. <laughs> I'm not sure if you ever heard of Stratus Racing, but they've got, like, six of those NPO1s, and they swear by our Sentinel systems. Wow. They actually just got an email um, saying they want two more. So, uh, you know, we're in our business continuity phase right now. Um, yes, yeah, since I was laid up for a couple of months, um, I've got um, external production uh, coming online here shortly. So we'll be able to get start getting systems back out the door soon. All right. Cool.
0: So their web address is on the screen now, www.sentinel.racing. Uh, So you can go there to check it out. And and for those Super Tour drivers out there who are – we have our broadcast now for all of the races and uh, the Sentinel System – uh, is the easiest for us to get onto the broadcast. So, right. um, you know, uh, we would love if anyone wants to be on the show. Obviously, we'll take any any stream that we can get. Yep. Um, we, we're not picky, but uh, when it comes to ease of implementation, um, when, when I get that uh, that SRT f- feed from from James, it it just it's it's like magic. Um, yeah,
3: good so, stuff. So,
0: so we always have network, so we always have a
2: guy available in case you guys need it need help. Yeah. Jake Finnegan, I'm sure both of you guys have probably yep, yep. interacted with him. Fantastic support guy, um, good sales guy. Uh, he is always available in case you
1: guys need something um, or our customers need anything at the racetrack. So, Very now cool. we're going to be getting a unit from you, and that's we're going to, we were talking earlier, we're going to figure out a way to put that into race cars that we can move around during a race because our races can go on for 24 hours. and... Sometimes we get bored with the car, or maybe that car just doesn't last a 24 hours, so we have to quickly move it out of a car and move it into another. So we're looking at different solutions to do that, and I think we've just discovered, we talked about a couple of them, and uh, we'll be setting that up for 2024. Paulie will be uh, taking those streams, and uh, we'll put them out there and uh, show some magic.
2: Cool. Great. Yeah, and I can put you in touch with the guys over at Autobahn um, who literally is do, are doing the same thing, right? Yep. So you're on Autobahn Raceway. Uh, Kyle over there um, yep. he does um he's got a hand, he's got a system and he just actually is looking for another one and uh he's got it down to a science where it can take you know 5 minutes to get a get a system in the car at this point. Yeah.
0: Wow. Cool. Cool.
1: Yep. All right, so you, when you're done when you're done with your full stop, you got to wait here 5 minutes while I put put in your car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. So speaking of timetables, and I've obviously no one's going to hold you to it. Um, cause you've got, uh, recovery is more important than racing. Although racing is, is, is big. Um, wh- what, do you think your timetable, your, your target timetable is for us to see you back at a race car?
2: So I really want to make the super tour at, um, at the, uh, Watkins Glen. I managed to take the track record last year, uh, in 2023, and I want to be able to defend that. Um, and, uh, cause I know Andrew's coming for it. <laughs> so
0: yeah so if you do super tour at Watkins and super tour at road america that might get you enough to qualify for the runoffs
2: now i'll need one more weekend uh, to make that happen without a waiver all right um but uh we'll uh we're gonna see what we can do i mean i'd love to get back to road america my car and i agree more than we ever have in the past um 2023 was such a great was a great season i won the super tour i won my conference and i finished third at the runoffs so uh It was a fantastic season for me, and uh, I'd love to be able to do that again for 24, but uh, like you said, recover is more important.
0: Yep, yep. Whether it happens this year, whether it happens in 25, uh, the fact that you're sitting here having a conversation with us uh, is a a miracle, No, no, no matter how you slice it. I guess slice is probably not the right term to use in this case. <laughs> they did a lot of slicing, do worry. They did. They did. Uh, <laughs> what a poor choice of words, Brian. Um it's all right, Brian. Anyway, um, we're just happy that you're here talking to us, and uh, we look forward to following along your progress. And um, when you do get to the racetrack, come on up to the booth with us. And if you show up at a champ car race, I'm sure that, yep, uh, that uh, Bill here would love to have you guys up there as well.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it a point to do some Champ Car uh, this this coming year. There's a few uh, there's a few teams who've uh, said that they they'd have me, so uh, I'm gonna take them up on it. See what cool. happens. Cool. There you
0: go. Well, that's James Candelaria, racer, thanks, James. in-car Thank camera you. guy, and heart transplant recipient. Thanks for being with us, and uh, good luck with everything. We'll talk to you soon.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, James.
0: What a great conversation. With James, uh, Bill, it's just amazing to talk to him now after we've seen the whole process of what he's been through.
1: You know, I'm I'm old enough to know that he's just thirty years ago. This would have never happened. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's awesome because and, uh,
0: and remarkable. Really, remarkable, not only that he's got a new heart, but that his doctors are very confident that he's going to be able to drive a race car again.
1: I mean, it's been what a month. Yeah, and he's up and around and yeah. doing stuff, and it's it's just crazy science today, yeah. man.
0: I'd still be in the fetal position on my couch asking for another ice, another one of those little orange sherbets that they give you at the hospital, you know? Yeah.
1: It's yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, thank you by the way, uh, for agreeing to do this as a joint podcast. Um, I didn't want him to go through and sit through this twice because, you know, I mean, he's still recovering and I'm sure he gets tired really fast and, uh, to have to spend another hour to do it with me. Um, I just know that we have so many, and we have so many of our drivers and teams and crews that cross over from one series to yes, another.
1: Yes, and that, and we all know that. I mean, right. Chelsea knows that she's a, the the executive director of Ch- Champ Car, and we all know that we have people that race with both yep. series consistently. And uh, you know, the SCCA was here first, yeah. So, you know, we all play by the same rules. Yep, and Dude, like even in our. In, even in our rule book, I think it says uh, cages. If it's SCCA good, you know, yeah. for the most part, it's for us too. So, I mean, there's many.
0: Well, also. and like I said off the top, we're all family. No matter yeah. which patch is on the uniform, depending yeah. on which weekend we're racing, uh, we're all we're all a part of this same crazy car racing family, and that's why yeah. uh, that's yep. why this worked out so well. So. All right, my friend, let's uh, let's call it a night, and uh, we'll come back to doing our own individual podcast next week. Uh, yep. But uh, he is uh, Bill Strong from Inside Champ Car, and uh, we are going to do this again next week. So this is going to be it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing and watching, um, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Uh, you can also check us out on the Racing Network on YouTube. would also be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. Follow us on social media to find out who the next guest is and leave a question. On Twitter, it's at Racing Wire Net. There's a new Inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Bolanski. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars.
1: I'm Dorsey Schrader, and when I'm on my way to a race, I'll listen to the SCCA podcast Inside the Short Bus.
0: Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SECa.